0: Hey guys, Jonathan Macri coming at you with another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast from the Vivid Seats studio. Just want to give a quick reminder one more time that this will be the last episode available via SoundCloud. So if you are listening to us via SoundCloud, uh, go ahead and switch over to another platform. We are available on every other major platform, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Stitcher. So, go ahead and do that. And of course, um, speaking of the Vivid Seats Studio, make sure you use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases, first time customers only. Let's get to the episode. Giddy up. Thanks, Vince. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast. I am joining you, or I should say I am recording this on Sunday morning, watching uh, Spain and Serbia with about five minutes left. Uh, Spain is up by, Rubio just hit a shot, they're up by 11. This is some, some fun Sunday morning basketball. On the first NFL Sunday of the year, which is traditionally my, has always been my favorite Sunday. Although I'm not as into the NFL this year because we got, you know, a lot lot of basketball on the mind. So we have some very special guests, and I say that as a courtesy only. It is in no way true, because neither of these people are are special at all. Um, I think Bernard's a little special, just not... Well, he's yeah. special in in the wet. <laughs> See, we're we're thirty seconds into the damn thing, and you're already offending a large swath of people. Um, <laughs> in the- Isn't that was- why
1: you agreed to have us on?
0: Yeah, um, so I could officially get get kicked off uh, my own podcast because we're going to offend probably a lot of people. I was actually well, let me introduce you to idiots first. Uh, on the line are Oz and Yash. Um, how can I? How should I? <laughs> describe you two. Okay, I have I have made I was thinking about this before. I have made two new like real No, I've made three new friends in like the last fifteen years of my life. Um Max, who's way too much of a degenerate to ever come on the show. Um and is getting <laughs> married next week. I don't know if you guys knew that. So no, I Early know congratulations, that. Max. Um and you two idiots. So um Oz is uh, my law school classmate at Fordham, um, where we have a lot of wonderful memories from our time there. Yes, uh, we do. Wait, uh, do you
1: actually remember your time at Fordham?
0: <laughs> Listen, I didn't turn into a degenerate um, drunk until late in my 3L year. For For two and a half solid years, I was like kind of with it. Uh, there's Those Bernard's. were the best
2: of days, John.
0: What, the first two and a half or the the last Oh little no, bit?
2: that last semester.
0: Yeah, yeah it was. Um that's Bernard's small child, Logan, in the background, and um fuck you for stealing the name of the boy name that I was saving for if I ever had a boy. Um, I still hate you for that. And it's the reason that we're not gonna have a second child because now that I can't name him Logan because I don't wanna double up, um I have no reason to have another kid. Um so we fumbled our way through three years of law school And must have done something right because they invited both of us back to become, (laughs) I can't even say this with a straight face, (laughs) adjunct professors of law. (laughs) (laughs) And they paid us money to do this. Um, And Coach trial ad. And Yash was on, which one of your teams, Bernard, do you remember? Uh,
2: I have no idea. Yash, which team were you on?
0: I was on
1: our uh, shit show of an AAJ team.
0: Oh,
2: yeah, that was that was a rough one.
0: But it was early. Yeah. Oh, wait, that was um, the big doofy white guy who I still don't remember his name. Um, <laughs> Mike Diamond. You know, I, I was hoping you wouldn't say his name. I mean, God forbid he actually listens to this. And then followed by me watching a round that you guys did, and then you guys trying to convince me that, no, no, he's actually really good. Um, Mike, wherever you are right now, I'm, I'm sure you're wonderful. Um, you know, he's about to get married too. Things are going all right for Mike. Good for, good for Mike Diamond. Um, and he's then, doing well at the DA's office. See, good, good stuff all around. And then, um, and then uh, I ended up coaching you, Yash, on two teams, which were just one more memorable than the next for <laughs> for different reasons. And you grad? What year did you graduate? From Fordham? i was a 2016 grad that's right so pretty soon after you graduated because i guess you couldn't you you missed talking to me and bernard on a regular basis so much you started a little text chain um which we still have going to this day and i would say that i would say that 50 percent of the interactions that i have with other human beings consist of texting you two on a regular basis. Um, By the way, what percentage of our text change do you think would be utterable on like a podcast like this without, you know, one of us or more of us getting fired from our our regular day jobs? Maybe 5% of what Yash says. (laughs) Which is funny because he's he's the altruistic one of the three of us because he, so for those of you listening, Yash yeah, I'm not even going to say what you do. Yash, what do you do? Say what you do for a living. I am a public
1: defender. So, you know, I, I defend people who can't afford lawyers uh, from serious, mostly serious violent felonies.
0: Yeah, so all of these people who were just by some coincidence uh, wrongly accused and have, have gotten, you know, lost in the... In, in, in the <laughs> In the system here, um, and and Bernard and I did such a good job of coaching up Yash that he had to go all the way to St. Louis to get a job, um, <laughs> which is where he is right now. Um, you're in, Oh, wait, no, you're in New York this weekend, right, for intra-school? Uh, I'm with my family in Jersey, yeah.
1: There you go. Uh, I, was, I was in New York last night. Um, I was actually at Fordham for intro school unlike the two of you. Listen, we have kids. All
0: right. Yeah, so... I was watching a UFC fight. I mean, I wasn't interacting with my child either, but I mean, we have. It's like um, it's like the reason that the USA players all backed out of FIBA. It's not that they're all like playing basketball during FIBA. It's that they have to rest their minds for the time when they will be playing basketball. That is our. That's us as parents. We have to rest our minds and souls for when the, you know, the parenting comes in. Um, how was intra anyway? By the way, Yash.
1: You know, the first round I judged. I mean, the kids were not good. Um, <laughs> if it was you two judging, you would have more colorful comments than that.
0: Um, uh, let's leave it at that. Yeah.
1: The, <laughs> the second round I judged was excellent. All four of the, all four of the, uh, kids should make the team, you know, Gabe, who was the presiding judge in the round, uh, Gabe. Uh, he and I both said if all four of those kids don't make the team that, uh. But he was more colorful in how he would throw a fit and and cause problems if all four of them didn't make the team. I seconded his comment. They were all really good, and they all advanced
0: to, yeah uh, see see that's why I can't judge intra anymore because you need to be able to muster up the energy to like,, oh, I'm gonna fight for this kid to make the team, and the only thing I could fight for these days is to try to get my fucking kid to take a shit on the toilet, um, which isn't going well um, at oh. All. oh yeah. Um anyway, so what qualifies you two to be on the Knicks Film School Podcast? Um, absolutely nothing. Um, other than the fact that I would say what, what how how often do we we talk about the Knicks probably every day on our text chain, right?
2: Oh, every day. Yeah. Literally yeah. every, every day.
0: Um and our, our topic for today, um <laughs> we awoke this morning to news I don't even want to call it news to some excerpts I guess from uh, Derek Rose has has written a book Um, it's not a children's book you know this is me finding out for the first time that he can read
1: and write
0: (laughs) god this is this is the person defending the indigent would-be criminals of America here folks the wrongly accused get it right sorry whatever it's the same shit um okay so, um, and I, I think that that's, I laughed because we had planned on doing this today. And I think the very first thing that we, we talked about on our text chain three years ago was when you sent a meme of uh, Rose saying that the Knicks were going to be the new super team next to the Warriors. Then, that the Knicks and the
1: Warriors are being talked about both as super teams. That's right. Couple- that's right.
0: And we were joking about who, besides the voices in Derek Rose's head, were, were talking about them. Um, I I I don't know what to even say about this. Is is there anything that we need to say about Derrick Rose and his his comments this morning? Bernard, Oz, do you have anything?
2: I I thought the the piling on of Mills was was pretty interesting. Probably the most relevant thing for the Knicks today. Well, yeah,
0: I, I didn't. Have, I mean, are we really taking Derrick Rose's word for the fact that like? Mills tried to be. What did he say? Tried to be too black. I guess was that. Right. A yeah, that he, that he
2: wasn't himself. He was trying to blacken up or something like that. Blacken yeah. up. There you go. It's a tough look for our guy Mills. That's that's. <laughs> Listen,
0: Mills gets shit on, left, right, up, and down.
1: I mean, he's worked for James Dolan for twenty years. He knows.
0: He knows the deal. I, I, I can't get on Mills. I mean. Uh, for for trying to for trying to relate to his new point guard that the team just acquired, like, eh, am I really gonna be broken up about? Uh, Oz, you're always the the pessimistic one. Are you are you broken up about this?
2: I'm not broken up about it. It just sort of reaffirms my view that that Mills is like a cockroach. He's unkillable. No matter what he does, no matter what he presides over, he's got Dolan's dirty laundry and somehow
0: survives. <laughs> Do you think that Dirty Laundry has skid marks?
1: Uh, I do. Quite a few. Um, I'm just just devastated that Rose apparently didn't really think the Knicks were a super team.
0: (laughs) Asshole. Um, Listen, I've never... And this includes Cantor, This includes, like, Melo during the final season. I've never actively disliked it this includes like jerome james eddie curry Stefan marbury i'm trying to think of anyone who else else who would even be in contention for this i've never actively disliked a nick as they were a nick more than derrick rose um oh, the one season preach i mean so
1: the so yeah. one thing i'll say about rose
0: in his minor defense
1: is I mean, that team was what 16 and 13 at one point
0: They were 17 and 13 they got to. I think they got to. And they were, I believe they were third in the conference as late as like late, maybe November, early December, something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that was, you know, in the article, in the comments Rose makes, he mentions that Hornacek was not really running the triangle at that point and letting them, you know, play the style of basketball they wanted they weren't going to be a great team but could they have won between 45 and 50 games had Phil not stepped in with his mind games and you know messing with Mello's head and forcing him to play the triangle who knows how that team would have done
0: um, 50
2: games I, <laughs> yeah <was> still drunk
0: <laughs> um i ugh, what would have needed to happen for that team to cuz you know what and and i think you know, I don't want, ever want to give this person a, a compliment, but I, I kind of have to here. Porzingis said, I don't know when he said the quote, but he said it maybe after the year or late in the year. He's like, even when we were winning games, I, I, I forget what his terminology is, but he basically was like, it was a house of cards and you could tell it was a house of cards. And if you were if you were watching carefully, you knew it was a house of cards. That was not sustainable, so um i'll agree to disagree here i think they that team could have won 50 games if they had never made the rose trade because then they wouldn't have made the noah signing and i don't know maybe they spend that money on something other than a fucking cadaver um
2: (laughs) and they'd still have had my boy lopez
0: yes who Mm. I miss. i was so excited when i thought they were going to sign him um this summer but oh well um, yeah, Derek Rose, you could go no, I I I gotta remember that's that I'm talking to you guys, but I'm not I'm not talking to you guys in private, so I can't say the normal things that I would say. Um <laughs> so you can have oh, how should I put this? Derek Rose, you could go have a meal that you probably wouldn't like. And I want you to have that meal anyway. Um and that's all I'm gonna say. Alright, um we're gonna you take really qu- him with that one. Well, I'm I'm trying to be good here, should at least until the end of the pod, when really everybody has stopped listening. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and then um, these two esteemed guests are going to give their opening arguments in the case of uh, Frank versus Fizz. So, let's take a quick break. And we are back. Uh, so, yeah, I'm putting you guys on the spot. I didn't tell you this. Um our our conversations about the Knicks are usually I'm usually in the middle. Oz, you're usually the devil on one shoulder, and Josh, <clears throat> you're usually the um, angel on the other shoulder. Although you're quite an angel, um, I don't know how that how that analogy works, but it does. Um, well,
1: relative to you two, I think. You know,
0: I'm, when, I'm well, when it, when it comes to the Knicks, you always look at the glass half full, and I'm mostly glass half full, um, but. I also kind of see things as they are. Um, is that fair? Oz, is that fair? I think that's fair.
2: I, I would say that I'm the only realistic one.
0: Oh, You're fuck the you. the
2: optimistic one, and Yash is the stoned one.
0: <laughs> so, so here's... I've been... Yash is stoned. Um, I've been feeling very... Um, conflicted over the last... Uh, I would say a couple of weeks because people have been like reaching out to me on Twitter, you know, cause Frank has Frank Milikina has obviously now been the, the starting point guard for a few games for France's FIBA team. Um, he's looked, he's looked good in the way that, that Frank usually looks good, which is, you know, he plays great defense. He's, he's making the right play. Um, his shots been falling more or less in, into the last game and people are like, reaching out to me like, oh, why aren't you making a bigger deal of this? And I'm still a huge Frank fan. I'm still a huge Frank believer. But in the back of my head, I'm like telling myself, I am 95% certain that no matter what he does short of coming out and scoring like 20 a game in this FIBA tournament, it's not going to make a damn difference when it comes to training camp as far as whether or not he's going to get the benefit of the doubt um, when it comes to you know, sorting out who is going to be in the rotation, who's not going to be in the rotation for this team. And this makes me sad because I have also been a Fizdale uh, stan and a big believer in Fizdale. And I, I I could usually feed myself my own bullshit pretty, you know, with a heaping spoonful. And I'm having trouble getting this one down. Um, I, I can't, I don't know how to quite, you know, um, I mean, we're all lawyers. Well, I used to be. I don't. I don't know how the hell you two do it anymore. Um, I could usually feed myself pretty much anything, and I can't. I can't get this one really fully down. So, you you guys like, where where are we at here with the Frank and the Fizz thing? Uh, Oz, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to you first. I don't know if this, is this federal court, is this criminal, civil? Or are we local? What, what are we doing here? Who goes I first? Think she-
2: Southern District of New York. That makes sense.
0: Southern District. So you're... Prosecution. You're the prosecution, so you would you would open first?
2: I think I, I think I should open first. Go for it. So, Frank, I'll start with one positive thing. The guy looks like he's hit the weight room for the first time in his entire life this offseason. He, oh, he, like he, he was
0: a little swole last... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. He was a no, little no, swole see, last summer.
2: No, he's, he looks like he's put on 10 pounds of good muscle. Yeah. To give him some credit. But that doesn't change the fact or erase the fact that he's still an incredibly passive player when it comes to generating offense. The FIBA play has been fine, but it's FIBA play. It's not the NBA. It's not the same level. It's different spacing. It's different schemes. It's not the sort of ball that he'll be playing on Fisdale's Knicks. Now, granted, Fisdale doesn't have much of a game plan, but I, just, I, I struggle to see how... Nilakina's success in this tournament is going to translate at all to the NBA. And frankly, I, I don't think Fisdale cares at all what happens in these FIBA games, so it's not going to have any real impact on him. I, I just like how you minutes for Nilakina.
0: I, I like how you managed to take my question, which is like, who should I side with, and instead you managed to throw them both under the bus. That was impressive. Um, I'm going to start calling you Deb for the rest of the podcast. Jesus. <laughs> 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 What are the odds that she listens to this? You know what? Actually, though, if her dreams are to be believed, maybe she does listen to this podcast. I, I think that's true every week. Every, every week, um, Yash, do you? Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna call you to the the wherever, wherever the podium. Right.
1: So on this one, um, you know, I, I'm on Fizdale's side as far as Fizz versus Frank. I think, as far as these games go. All this is really doing for the Knicks is upping Frank's trade value, even marginally. I don't what, think from
0: a late second round pick to a to a slightly round pick? less late second round pick. There you go.
1: Um, yeah, it, it, these games don't matter. Just like Oz said, and, uh, are calling you Oz I and I can't say
0: his real name. Otherwise it right. Be right. Nice
1: job. You can say, you can say Yash, right? Okay. Um, uh, how
0: many no, – oh, what? wait, what are you are – you telling me there's not multiple Yashes in the St. Louis uh, Public Defender's Office? I'm shocked. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, there's just not enough minutes for the way that Fisdale uh, – in the point guard rotation. You've got Peyton and you've got Dennis Smith Jr. who I think is going to be the future at point guard, barring a serious acquisition for you know another young, talented – point guard is more established. I mean, we've seen, you know, the offseason videos of Dennis Smith Jr. working on his three point shot. Maybe it works out for him. We saw all the work Julius Randle did the previous offseason on his three point shot paid off for him this past season where he became a legitimate threat from three. If eh. Dennis Smith Jr. Eh. improves his three point shooting even two or three percent and becomes a real threat from three along with his athleticism and his ability to get to the basket. I think he's the guy that Fisdale wants as the starting point guard, receiving 30 minutes a night at the position, uh, with Alfred Payton as the primary backup, and, and Frank will either be a you know defensive sub on the wing for this team or traded for a late second-round pick at some for, point. I'm for a bag thinking. of balls. Yeah, I just don't think he's in the – I mean, I, I saw that uh, they could decline his picking up his rookie option and save $6 million. You know, that that $6 million in cap space probably has more value to this team than than Frank does. Oh, come on, Yash. It's – you know, it's unfortunate. You don't even to, believe that. I think that from their point of view, they see Frank that way. Whether or not they should see Frank that way is a different question. Well, no, but that's
0: – that's what I'm. That's handle. what I'm getting at, right? No, because here's the thing. I um I've come to the conclusion at this point, two years into Frank's career. I uh, agree with what both of you said, which is that I don't think, I don't think anybody who's not a significant threat behind the arc and a significant threat to basically get to the rim almost at will can be a, pro- a starting primary ball handler on a good team um, unless you're running the triangle, which heh, we're not. <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm, – I'm, that's fine. I guess I, the reason that it's it's been – that I've kind of been like um, perturbed is I'm like, all right, well, but I think based on what he's shown, um, a little bit more aggressiveness where it counts in, in FIBA, which is the one thing I think could potentially translate, he's still – could be someone that is maybe the nominal point guard starter or otherwise I don't really care alongside a guy who even though he's not playing the point guard position um, can take on more or less the primary ball handling duties which is not something the Knicks have had the last two years and now they have that guy and R.J. Barrett and I'm like you know Spencer's uh, been on this train for a while thinking that Frank and R.J. could make some nice music together I think so too and I'm like okay but are is this is the organization like are they smart enough to see that or do they care to see that and I just I don't I don't know the answer to that question and I want to believe that they are and I feel like if they don't see that as a possibility and are just kind of dead set on he plays a style of ball that we don't want to cater to um, you know or do they just think he's not very good which I don't know how I would feel about that opinion either Um, oh god I don't I really I don't know where I don't know where to go Um, yeah
1: had neither
0: had neither Dennis Smith
1: Jr. or even Alfred Payton been on the roster I mean Payton matters a lot less but if Dennis Smith Jr. weren't there and it was just RJ Barrett and Frank you know I, I think we could have seen the two of them as a backcourt together, getting a real chance. Because they could work potentially well together. Now, one, if not both of them, need to do a lot of work on their shooting to have any kind of viability. But the reality is, Dennis Jr. is there, and he's still, what, 22, 23-year-old top-flight point guard prospect who they're also trying to develop at the same time.
2: Frankly, I'd rather see those minutes going to Kadeem Allen at this point. (laughs) Of course you would. To the to the extent there there are any minutes left and honestly I it, when the Reggie Bullocks and the Wayne Ellingtons and the Elfred Paytons of the world are taking them, I'd rather give some time to, to Kadim. I hear
0: I hear the, well I hear the, in the in derision in table. your voice, by the way. I hear the snide. <laughs> and it's it's not okay. It, it's it's just it's not okay.
2: Also, why do we think there's even a second round pick out there for Frank? I,
0: I if don't. if it were
2: there he'd be gone.
0: I, I, well, I, and again, and this gets into, like, Berman reported on draft night that they were trying to trade him for a second round pick, um, and they couldn't get one, but Berman was also reporting on draft night, I believe, that they were trying to trade up into the first round to, to get bowl Bull, Bull which was debunked, um, later, so I don't know what you believe, I don't know what you don't believe, uh, I don't know, could they get a second round I don't I, but the fact that we're even asking this question that he's only worth a second round pick is like, you know, you got all the, you know, you have media people out there being you know, uh, what's his face? Fran Freshilla being like, Yeah, you know, Frank is gonna succeed, it's just not gonna be in a next uniform. Well, if he was this steel, this unearthed gem waiting to be plucked, like wouldn't someone wouldn't someone give up that for him? Like what does that tell us? Like I I, I don't know. That's um, exactly
2: my point. There are plenty of bad teams out there that can throw some minutes at Nilakina, put him in a different system, see what happens, and it doesn't seem like anybody wants to.
1: Right, but maybe they'll want to if he really continues to tear it up in FIBA, and that's really the only possible benefit to his success right now.
0: I just I can't get past the fact that there's a, there's a a guy who is six 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 seven. He could defend the hell out of the ball. He could make the he makes the right play, and like. Yes, it's painful to watch him drive down the lane, and there's a there's a clip, and I'm probably going to write about it this week or next week that I'll I'll post in the newsletter, where he takes literally one step past the free throw line, and it is almost as if there was a brick wall there that he needed to stop to avoid. And then he, like, jumps in the air, and he tries to pass it out to the, the guy behind the arc, and there's somebody there, so it ends up being, like, a, a ugly dump-off, and whatever, it was an ugly play. But, like... That's I just I get that that's not something you could do and be a ball handler in the league today or call yourself a ball handler in the league today. But I don't know. I just I still think there's a world out there in which if you play him alongside a guy like RJ and you have some shooting, like aren't you are either of you even remotely intrigued to see a lineup of like him, Barrett, um let's say Portis, Dotson and Morris? You know, like three shooters. Nilkina maybe could kind of get a shot off, and then Barrett is like taking on the brunt of the ball handling duties. I, w- I kind of want to see that lineup, don't you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I'd want to see
1: it. You know, it's. But you bring up RJ. I think this is going to be a rough rookie year for RJ Barrett. You know, he's going to have a rough adjustment period. I'd want to see it maybe three years from now. Um, I mean, you put him out there now, and. I just, Frank and RJ both need a lot of work on their games. And you know, everything you were saying about Frank is true, that he he has, he makes the right play a lot of the time. I'm hoping for his sake he ends up with Popovich in San Antonio. Oh, so. go to hell. <laughs> I, I think that's that'd be the best thing for him. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see where he ends up after the Knicks. Have um,
0: either of you guys ever actually been in a relationship where it went bad, and you were like, "I, I just, I really want to see this person end up happy with someone who, you know, they deserve"? Because I've never fucking felt that way. Hell no. You know, well, you, Oz, you're a terrible human being. Yash, you have some, <laughs> some semblance of humanity in you.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been there. You know, I, I, one of my most recent exes. Wish her nothing but the best. It was kind of my fault that we broke up because I decided to take a job in St. Louis without telling her. And uh,
2: Well done, sir. Well done.
1: So, did you wait, reason,
0: hold on. Did you break up? Did you not say anything until you were actually in St. Louis?
1: No, I didn't say anything until I agreed to take the job and I hadn't even told her that I'd applied for the job.
0: Well, that's fine because if you didn't get the job, then, you know, you would have kept going on your merry way. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, she did though, for understandable reasons.
1: But uh, but no, now it's, she's doing well. Uh, I wish her nothing but the best. She has moved past her bitter feelings towards me, and we have a perfectly amicable acquaintanceship.
0: And this and this doesn't. Well, I mean, if let's just say for argument's sake, you ended up, um, you know, old and and bitter. Um, not a, not that that's gonna happen at all, um, for sure. Um, especially in your line of work. Um, <laughs> but for argument's sake, um, <laughs> you would not feel any ill will towards uh, this person if she ended up very happy and like in a in a healthy relationship. You know, great husband, three kids, the dog, the whole the whole nine yards. You'd be thrilled for her. Yeah, not even in the slightest. Oh, you suck. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's, uh, let's take another quick break. All right. Um, so I
2: want to move on to before we move on, you know, how I want to see Frank used uh, the, I think the sort of the last bastion of hope here for Frank, I want to see him used as sort of a smaller version of a Jared Jeffries type. I want them to put him at the three and his job should be to defend whoever has the ball on the outside at all times. Remove a lot of the offensive responsibility, focus on the defense. There's, there's scoring on this Knicks team with Barrett, with Smith Jr. They're people who can get buckets. But I kind of like the idea of using Nilakina as basically a defense-only stopper. He's a pest on the outside, and he always puts in the effort on defense.
0: So um, I forget what the exact five-man lineup um... – was but the, I think we're going two years ago now, and and Mello may have been a part of it on OKC where the five man lineup with Roberson was like plus, God I forget what it was but it was significant it was like a really really good net rating, Um you know and obviously Roberson is a is an offensive zero, but they had you know they had Russ on that team and some other. Again, I forget the exact names, but, like, we've seen that work in the NBA before where a guy is essentially a zero on offense. Um, And I don't think Frank is a zero on offense. I think his his shot, you know, his threes look pretty good and, and, you know, FIBA, we'll we'll see if it translates. I'd be okay with that, Um, but I don't know – like, that would – I don't know that the Knicks have the – you know what? The Knicks might have the pieces to throw something like that out there this year. I, I definitely think they do. You could, you could run a
2: lineup that's not going to be too terrible, that sees Smith at the point, we have Barrett basically at the two, Randall at the four, Mitch at the five, and Frank at the three, defense, 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 and you got, you have three guys who can score in that lineup, three guys who can score effectively and who can stretch the court. I think it's a, I think it's sort of the last best hope.
0: So you – well, you would have – so you'd have Frank defending the point of attack. You'd have Mitch holding it down. Um, I think I'd probably – God, I would actually – I'd probably sub out um, Barrett for for Dotson in that lineup actually because Dotson is good enough as a uh, like a secondary, like a pick-and-roll guy. He's a better defender, much better defender. Nah, I don't know about much better defender. He's a better defender than RJ at this point. And the numbers, for whatever reason, the numbers with him and Frank on the court at the same time, going back two years, have been like really, really good. I, they just seem to gel together when, they, when they're when they out there at the same time. But I, I hear what you're saying. Um. I don't know. What's your, before we get to the 2K stuff, which I'm actually very excited about, what's your, I'll go to you first, Oz, the, the pessimist. With a 10 out of 10 being um, everything is copacetic in this locker room this year, guys are okay if they get a night or a couple of nights or whatever where they don't play and they're still ready to go and giving it their all for the next game where they check in. You know, like 12, 13 guys end up getting you know close to a 1,000 minutes or over, and they, you know, RJ's okay, and they end up winning like 35, 36 games. That's a 10 out of 10 and a zero is fizz is out of a job by the All-Star break um like some Nick gets traded at the trade deadline and posts like the Antonio Brown video of him running into the <laughs> running into the backyard being like I'm free I'm free I'm free at last that's if that's a zero what do you what do you predict the next season is going to be who
2: boy what if I think that the 10 out of 10 scenario ends up with Fisdale looking for a job by the All-Star Oh, World. my
0: God. You're never coming on this fucking thing again.
2: <laughs> <sighs> uh, no, it, it, in all seriousness, I think, look, they overpaid a lot of vets. I think with the knowledge that playing time was going to be an issue, but that's why you're paying – you know, Bobby Portis is making what? What is what is he this year?
0: Sixteen or fifteen million.
2: Sixteen million dollars for Bobby Portis.
0: That's but brutal. it's it's like monopoly money. The money means nothing. It's a one year contract. you would be making one year, oh, of course. No, I, look,
2: yeah. the 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 cap is the cap. The, clearly, they weren't getting any long term pieces this year aside from Randall. It's fine. You got to spend the money somewhere. But they overpaid these guys because I think Taj Gibson, I think Bobby Portis understand that they're not going to be guaranteed minutes. That they're going to have to, they're going to have to kill it if they want to get it, and I think they that everyone's sort of on board with that general plan. I'm actually a little less stressed about folks quitting on the team or moping in the locker room. It seems like they've done a decent job, actually acquiring slightly higher character guys than they've usually had on Knicks teams. And I, I tend to think these guys were higher all character with than Derrick Rose of, of, just, just a Skosh. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, we're, let's just see if any of them has a sexual assault allegation first. Oh, my God. How,
0: wait, how many minutes did we go through the podcast without explicitly mentioning the sexual assault? Thirty-seven, 35 we've been recording. Okay, good. That's about right. Um, so continue, Yash. Yeah.
1: So my expectations for this team are they win somewhere between 30 and 35 games this year, which would be a significant improvement. Uh, I think success for this team, though, is it's going to be a delicate balance between prioritizing RJ's development while at the same time not sacrificing wins and losses if he's just absolutely terrible. So this is partly going to be on Fizz to figure out a way to get him his minutes and help him grow as a, a rough rookie. But at the same time, you know it's going to be on RJ to actually show some things and show some development. You know, not rapid development, but he's got to show improvement down the stretch that he can, you know, help this team win games because tanking is out of the question this year and going forward. So, you know, I'm going to be optimistic and say they they accomplish both of those things that RJ develops, uh, shows some growth, has maybe an uneven rookie season similar to what Knox had where Knox was very good down the stretch, but, you know, was terrible for long stretches there. Um, and, you know, the Knicks continue down the path towards eventual respectability.
0: I love you, Yash. This is why, this is why I still talk to you. Because um, you just put a smile on my face. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'll go... I, the over-under in Vegas is 26.5, which is... I don't know. Even though there's always like a little Knicks bump, I feel like that's that's a little low, right? It feels a little low. I mean, it's a nine and a half win jump, but that still feels a little low.
1: Yeah, they they acquired a lot of professional veterans who can play the game of basketball at a decent level that they did <laughs> not have last year. To only yeah. have a nine and a half win improvement.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, yes or no, Oz, is Fizz the coach of this team uh, this time next year?
2: Unfortunately,
0: yes. I can't believe you hate this guy so much. If there's <laughs> one guy who should be the coach of a team that is trying to accomplish this thing that the Knicks are trying to accomplish this year, which is basically copacetic locker room, having everybody get continued buy-in, even if they're not playing. Like, Fizz is that guy. Putting aside his X's and O's. You have you to know-
2: we, we, keep, we keep saying that, and yet there's so many indications that he's really not. How many years does he have to have some sort of feud, some sort of spat, be part of some sort of front office issue uh, with a player? Look, Cantor is an asshat. We agree on this. But Fisdale handled that situation horrendously oh come Porzingis on. has his issues Fisdale was horrendous on that did you get oh. a
0: job with uh did you get a job with uh, daily news or something Bernard is that is that how i they're... I did it what are they paying you
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I get a guest column now every week
0: well, Bernard <laughs> would would have
1: his takes for free with the daily news they're, they're sorry, in lockstep.
0: i I can't in good conscience hold anything against of any human being that involves Enos Cantor. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it.
1: Ditto. And as far as Porzingis goes, that relationship was destroyed a long time ago by Phil Jackson. I mean, the way Phil Jackson handled the Carmelo Anthony situation, uh, the lack of direction where he's trying to coach the team from the front office. I, Porzingis got tired of those things and he also turned out to not be the greatest guy. And, uh, so everybody there's a lot of blame to go around there with how that relationship devolved but of the people who deserve blame David Fisdale is far down the list but
2: he's um, still on the list i
0: everybody's on the list but you know i mean it's like i don't know i'm i want to see how this team does this year without um Emmanuel Moutier and Ines Cantor and um a guy I mean how him. do
1: we how do we know that Porzingis and Cantor weren't offended by Steve Mills trying to be too black with them? Maybe oh that's- my
0: <laughs> god! Let's see. Now we're at the uh, forty-two minute uh, before we got to that one. That was good. I I was wondering how you were going to sidestep the uh, the Porzingis stuff and um, not maybe not the best guy. I was impressed. That's pretty good, Yash. Would you Would you defend Kristaps Porzingis if he was in your office? Well, you'd have to, right? Because you defend everybody that walks in? That's
1: uh, that's true. Now, he wouldn't qualify as far as um, you know as being indigent. But <laughs> if I could, if I could defend Christophs Porzingis, uh, absolutely, I would. I mean, why why wouldn't I?
0: You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Um, that's excellent. Uh, all right, let's do the let's do the two K thing, and then uh, we'll go enjoy our Sunday. So, a uh, little bit of backstory on this: I have not played. Forget about it, play it. I have not even, like, seen a video game, a basketball video game on a television that I have been in the same room as. Uh, I think since I was um, – I was trying to think of this yesterday. Since I was 12 or 13, whatever the SNES um, basketball game was back then. When, and I just remembered I would uh, be the Knicks and I would have Herb Williams score, like, 50 points. <laughs> um, so I, I offer this backstory. um because, uh, as you, uh, texted our chain, what was it, last night or the night before, um, about, um, your reaction to the Knicks uh, ratings in 2K? And I have absolutely, abs- yeah, I have absolutely no idea what they are. I had no idea, like, I, I knew they, were- I think I knew that they were on a scale of 1 to 100, and I think I knew that they, they're, the, the game, like, you, you told me afterwards, like, was very hesitant to hand out anything over in 90. But short of that, I have no idea how these ratings are done. And Yasha, you're, you're in the same boat?
1: I know a little bit more, but I haven't really been in the uh, 2K world for a few years either.
0: There is there a world? Is it is, is its own
1: world? I mean, like we were talking about in the text, gen, apparently the 2011-2012 Knicks would be a powerhouse team, and we, we saw how that worked out in real life you know video game ratings and real life uh don't always coincide
0: uh that's putting it uh, politely um <laughs> god that team was that's the team that um they won game four against miami in the first round and uh the like balloons dropped from the rafters at msg right <laughs> yep that's yeah. right yep good 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 times um so anyway uh we thought it would be fun um for the two of us idiots to try to guess the ratings of the Knicks um that are in this year's two K because um Oz, you just you just got the game and um have you started playing it yet? I have. Is it good? It's quite good.
2: It yeah. is. It's a strong year.
0: Yeah, okay. That's pretty good. Who's on the Did cover you? this year? I don't even know. Uh Davis. Anthony Davis, okay. That's that's nice. That's good that's very nice for him. Um clearly he deserves good things after how his do they do, have what? to pay extra money for the
1: licensing rights to his his eyebrow? Or
2: it, it's Did... prominently featured when you turn the game on, just
0: to zoom in right on his face. Um, I'm. Sh- why would he never? Like, are you telling me that thing has never prevented him from getting laid?
2: <laughs> it
0: has to have. It's ridiculous. Like,
1: I mean, I get mean, he's, he, he, he's Anthony Davis. I mean, so probably not.
0: I, no, I I look I, I get that but I don't know It just like wouldn't if there, you're telling me there's not a moment where that guy was like out at a club or something and like you tell me a girl has never said no to him because if even one girl said no to me and I was Anthony exactly because if I was Anthony Davis I'd be like why why did that happen I'm Anthony fucking Davis maybe I should get rid of of this patch of hair between my eyes.
1: But think about how many women probably said yes because they knew for sure it was Anthony Davis because they saw the brow.
0: Um, oh, so you're saying that the brow is the giveaway that he is, in fact, Anthony Davis?
1: And not some poser pretending to be him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want you to die and come back as someone who has the wherewithal to pose as Anthony Davis, Yash. And I want you to let me know how that goes for you. I mean... Um,
1: I have posed as you know, the two or three Indian celebrities before and to varying degrees of success. <laughs> um
0: which which two or three uh, Indian
1: celebrities would those be? Uh one time I tried to convince a, a woman that I was disease and sorry.
0: Have you have you done that in the last couple of years? No, this was I years
1: and this was years and years ago.
0: Oh, was, okay. Gotcha. That's probably for the best. Um, okay, we're gonna move on before we get ourselves in any real trouble. Logan. Logan clearly wants his dad back. Um, okay. So Bernard, you want, or no, Oz? I I keep forgetting. No, I don't No care. real names. <laughs> I know. You don't. Um. All right. You wanna you wanna start running off some players, and we'll take our guesses. Oh, we should wait. We have to keep. Uh, we have to keep score. So, Yash, do you want to do, whoever's closest or whoever's closest without going over?
1: Uh, You know, let's do whoever's closest, because, I mean, in this case, the Price is Right thing is kind of bullshit. I mean, it penalizes you for being optimistic,
0: right? Let's have another podcast about the ethics of Price is Right, um, because that's interesting to me. I was raised on that show. It's good stuff. Oh, my God, I love Price is Right. Um, Spent probably too much time watching that show. Um, What was your favorite game on the Price is Right, Oz? Oh, Plinko. Oh yes! Everyone I, loves Plinko. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, how could you not um how could you not love Plinko? Um okay. Um yeah, give us a player.
2: All right, here quick uh quick ground rules. It's yes. it's one to one hundred, but really no one's below like a sixty five or so.
0: Okay. So <laughs> no so you're, failing you're, grades.
2: you like G League guys are sixty five or so. Uh there are and just for perspective, there are thirteen players I think who are rated over a ninety.
0: 13 players over 90, no one's below 65. Okay, sounds good.
2: All right, so let's uh, let's start with the breakout superstar of the 2019-2020 New York Knicks, Ignas Brasdekis.
0: <laughs> um I'm going to go uh,
2: 73.
1: Oof. I I was going to say I'm saying 72. I think we're we're right around the same here. Right. what's oh, the actual what number what
2: is he I appreciate your guys optimism they've got him at a 70
0: okay so that's one for Yash okay
2: Where? Do, yeah. how, how do we want to break down the roster here go by position
0: just go from like roughly not. Well, we won't say worst to best let's go um, the guys who figure to get the least playing time to the guys who figure to get the most playing time
2: sure uh, Reggie Bullock
0: <laughs> that's so mean uh, alright Yash you go first 74 do do can i i know this probably is cheating if i ask the question of whether they take the injury into consideration um Uh, they
2: they don't it's it's like in a vacuum as though he were not hurt
0: oh uh 75 74 it
2: is fuck you
0: god damn it okay um wow all right
2: next keeping on the the theme of today's podcast frank Milakina.
0: Um. All right, it's my turn. Um. I'm gonna go 75. I'm gonna go. God,
2: I'm gonna go 74. Another one to Yash,
0: 73. Jesus Christ, the haters. This is this is rough. Okay, Yash is up three nothing. Next.
2: Wayne Ellington.
0: I'm gonna get this one. Okay, Yash, you go. 76. Damn it. That was a good guess. Um, I, no, it, it, I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going to stick with my, my gut feeling here. I think he's going to be high. I think they're going to give him a 79. Oof, 75. Jeez, really? Yep. The guy is like 40% whatever from three. Come on. This is I, – I, I'm – lodging a complaint all right uh four nothing yash uh next he, he
2: is a he is an a minus three point scorer though mm, that's like 50 yeah, percent
1: of the game today
2: come on right that's the so that's the thing about the game and
1: the video game basketball in general the ratings a guy could be lower rated but if he's just a great three-point shooter he'll be better for you to use in the game
0: yeah exactly well then this whole fucking thing is stupid but we'll continue anyway <laughs> all right kadeem allen you think Kadim Allen is going to get more minutes than, than Wayne Ellington?
2: No, I I, I forgot him because he's sorted by his two-way contract.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so this is me again. Uh, God, this is a hard one. Um, 71.
1: You know, I was going to guess that, so I'll go 70.
2: 72. Macri wins one.
0: Hallelujah. Okay. Um, next. Alonzo Trier. Uh, Yash, this is you. Seventy-six. Oh, he's definitely higher than that. Seventy-seven. Seventy-five. What? Oh, my God. Really?
2: It's uh, going to be a rough year playing as the Knicks in 2K.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's something that Trier probably tweeted about. or Because ha- he looks for every uh, excuse to, to find a, a new chip on his shoulder. Um, and yeah, he probably it. did. Yeah, I probably missed that one. Um, Okay, five to one. Yash is up. Shit. Okay, keep going. Dotson. All right, this is me. Um, What do the people who make this game think of Dotson? Probably not very much. 77. 76.
2: 75.
0: God. (laughs) I mean, it's not like I'm that far off, but. No. All right, next.
2: All right, let's uh, Bobby
0: Portis. Um. This is who's is this? You? No. This is this is the eighth guy. So this is you, Yasha. Seventy-six. Um. How heavily is defense factored in this game?
2: It's very significant,
0: I which probably
1: like, affected Trier's rating.
0: I feel like you just tried to give me a hint. Uh, Yasha, seventy-six. Um, I'm sorry, Bobby, wherever you are. Uh, seventy-five. Seventy-eight. You know, you you're, <laughs> bo- you're both trying to fuck me here. <sighs> Peyton, um, all right, uh, this is me. Um, they can't have Peyton ra- ranked lower than Portis, can they? Um, seventy.
2: Yeah. Uh, seventy nine. Seventy eight.
0: 76. Jeez, I, I, I think I've already lost, because Yash has how many? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and I have one. Wow, this is... <laughs> it's
2: it's going to be tight for the comeback here. Yeah, Taj.
0: just a little bit. Um, Who?
2: Taj Gibson.
0: Taj. Um, All right, this is you, Yash. 75. 76.
2: 77, Macri wins All again.
0: right, there we go. The comeback begins. Okay, next. Knox. Oh God! Do all right. Having played this game for a while now, do they? Do they? Is this strictly based on the previous year, or do they factor in expected improvement?
2: They do factor in. In fact, uh, Knox's potential, so his upside, is rated an A.
0: Ooh. Um. Are we getting our first 80 here? No, I don't think we're getting our first 80. I'm going to go 79. I'm going to go 78.
2: 76.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, he they was pretty good last year.
2: detest his defense and his rebounding.
0: I can't imagine why. They shouldn't detest his rebounding. His rebounding isn't that bad. But whatever. I'll lodge, uh, log another complaint. Okay. Um, next... Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Ten, eleven. 11. This is 12. Uh, this is you, Yash. 79. 80.
2: 77. Wow. So wait, hold
0: on. They have That's... Dennis Smith Jr. at a 77. And who was at a 78? Bobby Portis, I think. Was yeah. It? <laughs> yeah, yep. Jesus Christ. All right, so I've already lost, so we're just going to play this out for perpetuity's sake. Um, next
2: Marcus Morris
0: um i'm gonna give a compliment to the guy that i i said was instantly the best player on the team the day they would acquired him um and i'm gonna give him uh let's go with my birth year let's go with eighty three i'm gonna go eighty two
2: too optimistic guys though i agree he'll be the best he'll be the best player on the court next year a seventy eight
0: okay I, this is really stupid um Yikes. Next,
2: <laughs> three three more to go. We'll go. Uh, R.J. Barrett.
0: Um, this is you, Yash
1: 76.
0: Wow, really? Do they really skew against rookies? that Well, regardless, I'm going 77.
2: 78.
0: There we go. Okay, with
2: a plus potential.
0: Hey, all right, your lips together.
2: Some, some optimism, all right. Two more, Julius Randle. Uh,
0: this is me. Um, Can I ask? No, I'm not going to ask a question. Um, go for it, ask away. No one has gotten an 80 thus far, right? That's true. All right, Julius Randle is definitely going to be above an 80. Um, I'm going to go with 80... Uh, let's try lucky number eighty three
1: again. You know that was going to be my guess. So I'll go eighty two, eighty
0: three. It is. Yay! Got one. I should get a few points for that one because I got it exact. Um, not that it makes a difference. Okay, and last but not least, uh, Mitch to Mitch to Yash, eighty one, one hundred. <laughs> 79. Oh, wow. Oh, the disrespect. You know what? You, I'm happy about that because these people are going to look like fucking ass clowns. Um, a few months from now, I feel very confident saying that
2: at least they've given him an a minus on rebounding and inside defense.
0: What do they give him a low grade on? Uh, let's see. He's got an F
2: in three point shooting a D minus in perimeter defense, a D minus in perimeter defense. Oh, That's come absurd. on. Z-minus in playmaking.
0: Listen, there's going to be an angry letter uh, that's going to be penned to uh, whoever the (laughs) fuck makes this game. Okay, well, um, we got... One
2: one last one for fun. Chris Stops
0: Porzingis. (laughs) You know, I was ready to engage with the rest of my day in a good mood. (laughs) Uh, I can't let
2: you end this thing on a happy note.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't, would you? Um, Okay, uh, who... uh, who went le- who went first last time uh me uh no you went first so i'll go uh are they assuming he's healthy yes and you said about 13 players have gotten a 90 correct um 80 ooh 80s eh, 80... Yash, what year were you born? I was born in 90. Were you really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus. All right. Um, Now I'm really miserable. Uh, Let's go with uh, 88. (laughs) I'm going to say 86. 87. You split the difference. All right. Yeah, I'd like to split fucking Christophs in half. All right. Um, And on that note, we got through our first podcast together. Uh, What what grade would you give us... um, us on this podcast
2: uh 69
0: (laughs) (laughs) which one of us um for our 3l year kickball game didn't one of us wear 69 as our our number our uniform number
2: i think that was uh yeah that was you actually you had 69 was it me i
0: I i went for the 69
1: um and he doesn't remember because it was the end of the story, uh, we right?
0: don't we don't need to go <laughs> well i mean you want we to don't talk, about, talk about that day yash we don't we don't we <laughs> i was I, you know it, no one's listening at this point anymore yash was uh, dumpster fire there yesterday
1: ooh there's so
0: many no options. there's only one dumpster fire was she there uh no she was not really what possible better thing could she? Well, I shouldn't ask that question. Um, interesting. I would have, I guess she's dropped out of uh, the ranks, so to speak. Oh no. Um, oh, she's still involved.
2: Oh uh, no! I said, oh no! How horrible! She is, yes.
0: <laughs> that's that's great. Um, well, yeah, that's a shame. Um, okay, so we got through this one. Um, I, I, I think, despite our low grade, um, this will not be the last time. So, if you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, um you should look in the mirror and ask yourself some you know very serious questions <laughs> about your life choices um we will be thank you guys um because you know I know both of you have so many you know better things to be doing um and and it was real a real sacrifice for you to join me here um any any closing thoughts? let's go giants yeah. I can't get behind that, Yash. Let's go, Jets. That I'll get behind because if the Jets win, my wife will be happy, and I I like a happy wife. Um, Which you know nothing about, Yash, because you're not
1: married, right? And uh, (laughs) never planning to.
0: So that's the most full of shit thing you've said on this entire podcast. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Yes, we will. Um, And on that note, um, we're done for this episode. Thank you, everybody out there, for uh, humoring the three of us and listening. And uh, we will be back with you with another episode very soon. Have a good weekend.